The Outpost Radio On Demand. Here's Art Young from The Outpost Magazine. If you feel the need for speed, you're going to find this edition of The Outpost On Demand interesting. It's that time of year that snowboarders live for. Hi, I'm Art Young, and we're going to be talking to a man who's got involved in the fastest growing and challenging of outdoor sports, snowboarding. And this guy knows more about the sport than the rest of us combined, I'm sure. Nick Gilson, CEO of one of the great brands of sports, Gilson Snowboards. Welcome to the Outpost, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. How in the world does somebody get involved in snowboarding, much less form a company that makes them? How did you get involved? Well, you know, I have a little bit of an atypical story. Um, as a kid, I wanted to learn to surf and had been looking at surfers uh, out in the water for many years, but had not um, been able to get a surfboard uh, myself. And so uh, at 14 years old, I got a piece of foam and some fiberglass and using this great tool called the internet, I taught myself how to make a surfboard uh, before I'd ever been out on one. And um, then taught myself to uh, surf that coming uh, that coming spring. Um, fast forward many many years, I've been thinking about board design, sort of going about the uh, rest of my life making boards here and there, and really developed into a very much a passion of mine. Um, and then I found myself after college as a middle school science teacher, um, where the kids were doing, you know, I had them doing their own very much you know, hands-on learning type projects and. Um, and, you know, uh, sort of to practice what we were preaching, the other science teacher there, Austin Royer, and I decided that uh, we were going to have a project of our own to show the kids that, you know, we weren't just making them do work without us doing work. Um, and so we decided to uh, sort of pull up these, this old project that I had on the back burner of a three-dimensional based snowboard, which was essentially borrowing fluid dynamics concepts from airplanes and cars and boats and and trying to apply them to the snow. And, um, you know, we certainly failed many times, but because we had those kids and our students watched the lies, we uh, sort of picked ourselves up from the bootstraps and um, after many failures, ultimately landed on a design, uh, our earliest of, earliest of generations that um, was actually outperforming the standard snowboard in many regards. And so wow. what started wow. as a teacher project really did um, accidentally evolve into a company. Amazing. That's a, what a great story. Now, now going from a science teacher, I mean, albeit a young, you know, you had plenty of future ahead of you, but what, how did you decide to get into, you know, starting your own company? Did it just feel like, you know, an entrepreneurial strike or, or, or what was it? You know, I think uh, that's a great question. Um, and if I look back and really analyze uh, what had happened there, um, it's kind of funny. We had, we had developed a board that was quantitatively testing Substantially faster than the standard snowboard. It was accelerating 26% faster than the you know than the, than the world's normal snowboard. Uh, so at that stage, we sort of realized, hey, you know, man, we've got um, we've got the green lights here. Let's go get some qualitative feedback and and test this thing out. And so it was that piece of data that really gave us the confidence to forge ahead. Um, you know, being total science nerds, we needed that that numerical thing to hold on to. Um, the reason I say it's funny is because nobody cares about the fact that snowboards accelerate faster. It's all about how much more fun they are to ride. And so <laughs> we started out that way, um, but then uh, but then ultimately ended up um, designing and, and manufacturing a product that does accelerate faster, but um, you know because of the soft edge in, in many ways is really just uh, more playful. Uh huh. Now, now tell us a little bit without giving away trade secrets, and, and I'm sure people in the industry 
have looked at your boards scrupulously and tried to take them apart, but what is it about the Gilson board that makes them so much faster? So, yeah, so basically what we've been able to do is uh, if you look at a, a normal snowboard, it's just flat, right? But just like you use flat right across the bottom, all of our snowboards are three-dimensionally curved. So you, you'll notice that airplanes are not flat, cars are not flat, and, you know, the hulls of boats are certainly not flat. Um, these are all objects that are moving through some fluid, whether it's air or water. And we figured H2O liquid is fairly similar to H2O solid in terms of physical principle. And so we made some relatively obvious jumps uh, between the two fields of study and, um, cr and started creating these weird shapes. And then, uh, and, you know, now at this stage, we look at these shapes and fluid dynamics renderings and all of this sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, at the time, we were just sort of doing it empirically, building it and riding it and seeing how it felt. And uh, we realized that by manipulating a basis shape, we could drastically change how it performed on the mountain, which hmm. really did introduce this new variable of design. Hmm. And so you went out and found somebody, you found athletes or found yourself, or how did you, how did you test this in the, you know, kind of a, a, on, on, the, on the snow? Yeah, so the, definitely the first test, test subjects were ourselves. Um, but I remember that after so our first prototype trip was a total failure. I remember Austin describing this board as like trying to ride canoes down the mountain. Um, and uh, it was the second trip where we where we looked at each other and really felt like we might be onto something. You know, qualitatively, Austin, this board felt different to ride. Um, and I managed to get on the phone with a product liability lawyer from a vacuum cleaner company of all places who helped me wow. adapt a skate park waiver to be a demo waiver. And I remember that first day, we could not have gotten more than 10 people on these boards out in Colorado or something very, you know, some very small number long before the LLC, long before any patents or anything like that. And um, these people all rode the board and said, wow, you know, I've never felt like that on snow before. And it wasn't this like aha moment, but there was enough there to grab onto and feel like we we really were onto something. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't for another full year or so that we released the first commercial model, um, and at that stage is when we really started to look at um, you know this, this stuff very closely from a seriously scientific standpoint uh, in an effort to you know to make these boards as good as they possibly can be. Fabulous. And were you teaching while all this was going on, or how were you making a living when you were testing it? Yeah, great question. So I think for the first uh, six months or so um, of testing, we were classroom teachers and doing this project with our students with really no intention of um, building a company. And then um, the uh, and then and then after that point, um, when we decided to really go uh, full on and develop a company. We moved to central Pennsylvania, where we lived in a cabin in the woods with no running water, no electricity, and we started to build our first manufacturing facility, or really a shop back then, um, out of a stable. So we had a CNC robot right next to donkeys and horses, and it was really that's quite hilarious. the odd juxtaposition. Yeah, that's a that's hilarious. That, that, that's, I mean, this is like a, this is the ultimate entrepreneurial story. We're talking to Nick Gilson, who's the CEO of Gilson Snowboards. And uh, Nick, you, you see a lot of old farts like me skiing, but you don't see too many oldsters snowboarding. Is this because it's too challenging, or we get more and more chicken or wiser as we get older? What is it about young people and snowboarding that old people don't snowboard much? 
You know what? That's actually a question that I'm really interested you ask that because it's a topic that we've been kicking around over the dinner table over here quite a bit lately. Uh, and the the real answer to that is that sport is very young. And so the early adopters who moved away from skiing and towards snowboarding right in the infancy of the sport were, say, you know, in their late teens. And so now fast forward 30-ish years, the oldest snowboarders are, you know, in the, I'd say like the median about 50. And you see some folks, we'll send some folks uh, boards who are up into their mid-60s. Um, but the vast majority of these folks are now in their 40s. You know, the older generation is in their 40s and 50s. And one thing that's neat about this is that these were the counterculture kids, the ones who were the real, you know, estimate, juxtaposition to seeing this is a new sport. And we saw the, the snowboarding industry really thrive on that for many, many years. This whole, you know, very fast-growing sport um, as a juxtaposition to skiing. Uh, but now we're seeing these counterculture kids really having kids. And the messaging needs to be different. And the whole sport is, you know, it's a young sport, but it's really going through its first wave of maturation. And there's this demand for more intelligent products, for more for, for broader messaging that reaches people um, who are not just, you know, young kids uh, shredding in the park. And so while we absolutely think people who can do a triple backflip and land in a parking lot, you know, are super cool, we also think um, adults who are out there with their kids snowboarding for the weekend are also cool. And that's relatively new messaging in our industry. So I think that you can expect to see over the next 10 to 20 years the, the, the age demographic shifting upwards, or at least the average. Mm-hmm. Now, now, who are the who are the who are the best snowboarders out there now? Um, that's a great question. Uh, the the Olympic athletes um, really, if you look at the U.S. Uh, men's and women's Olympic teams, there are really some imp- impressive athletes there. Um, there are also some amazing athletes coming out of uh, the Alps. Um, out of uh, uh, the European Alps, um, but uh, but you know the the most typical name is is Sean White, and um, you know you'll hear about the flying tomato uh, all the time, and he really did uh, some impressive things along with Burton for um, our industry and and making this sport mainstream. And um, you know I think that uh, as he would admit at this stage, you know there's there's this new chapter opening up in snowboarding now though as um, as the sport matures and, and as he moves on to other stages of his career, he's creating this opportunity for new up-and-comers to uh, make a big stand. Now, is snowboarding a permanent part of the Olympics? Yes, it is. That's great. So you're going to you're going to continue to have world-class athletes uh, pushing the limit uh, on the boards. Absolutely, and oh my goodness, you know it's amazing what these what these kids do, you know, it's their uh, like high-flying gymnast, you know, flying 60 feet in the air and 120 feet downhill and, you know, completing some of the most complex maneuvers known to man as they do it. It's really amazing stuff. You know, not me. I'm I'm out carving on the weekend with my friends and family, you know, and, and designing <laughs> these sports. But I'm 27, and I already, the rest of the benefit ratio for me is already telling me that I should probably mature and grow up from rails. Yeah, and, it's time you know, to grow up. It's 27, yeah. I got I think I've got a shirt that's 27 years old, Nick. So I, you know, <laughs> can, can identify with that with that logic, kind of. Now, how can somebody check out a Gilliston board? I, I'm, I'm, I, I know you offer tours to come to your factory, but uh, what could somebody, if I, if someone wanted to check out the Gilson board, where would they go to do that? So the first place to definitely go is our website, which is gilsonboards.com, G-I-L-S-O-N-B-O-A-R-D-S.com. 
And uh, on that website, there are two things. There's certainly the About section, which goes into more detail about the technology. And there's also a button there that says Tour. And that gives our full winter tour schedule. And uh, you know, a lot of people say that we're this new age company, um, but that we're really doing it in the old-fashioned way, you know, the way that our grandparents might have started a company. And what they mean by that is that each winter we uh, pack up an Airstream trailer, and we're, we're partnered with Airstream trailers and Ram trucks, and we travel 17,000 miles around the country doing free wow. demos wow. at over 50 mountain resorts. And so people can come and check out a Gilson board for free and go take it for the whole day um, have a blast. And, you know, the, all we uh, all we look forward to is you come back down with a big smile on your face. Uh, it really is uh, the time for us to connect with our community. It informs the next wave, wave of design. But um, more importantly, it stokes the whole team up. There's really nothing more rewarding than hearing all of those, uh, those happy people. Absolutely. Well, you know, snowboarding... For those listening, it, it's not for the faint-hearted, but if you like an adrenaline rush and uh, one that's unlike any that you've ever had, that's, this may be just what you're looking for. Our guest has been the CEO of Gilson Snowboards, Nick Gilson. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Art Young. We'll talk soon. The Outpost Radio On Demand from the On Demand page of theoutpostlife.com.